podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Do what it do, what it do, what it do. We are back with another episode of the new Spurs order. Welcome to all our listeners um, around the world, um, around the podcast community, around the football community. <clears throat> it is summer transfer window. We're deep in it. Um, things are obviously coming out left, right and centre. And over the past week after we've got our preseason off and running with our two games, we have had um, some links into the Italian market. For that reason, I have the legendary Yao back on. Um, he's with me here today to chop it up, regular podcast member. Yao, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, I had a, a bout of the, of the Caroline 19. Um, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for... Um, you know, little little good results, and then I should be good to go. That's good. That's good. We wish everyone and yourself uh, good health. Um, but then we also have a special guest on today, all the way from Rome via Swindon. We have uh, Scott Monroe. Um, Scott, uh, feel free to introduce yourself to the people and mention your pod that you're on. Hi, I'm Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm in Swindon, where we've had where it's ridiculously hot a couple of days ago to where it's been absolutely chucking it down today. Uh, yeah, uh, for my sins, I'm a Swindon fan, but I'm also a Roma fan. I host the Magicast podcast, and one of your guys, Ohio, slid into my DMs yesterday, and I took the opportunity to jump on board tonight as I had nothing else to do as the cricket finished about 20 minutes ago. So, yeah, all good. Thank you for having me on as well. That's all right. No, thanks for saying yes. I, I was going to make a joke about Ohio and DMs, but we'll save that for the group. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, he's going to kill me when he hears this. But no, um, it's been great to love this. Get straight into it. So yeah, like Scott, you know, you said about being a Rome Roma fan. And um, where did that start for you? You know, why why Roma? I mean, I'm, obviously Swindon FC is not much to get excited about. Yeah, um, sometimes. <laughs> you know, uh, but but why why Rome? Why why uh, the Italian so- league? So for me, I've always been a Serie A fan. I've uh, been watching it since uh, I imagine the Gazzetta years on Channel Four. So what yes. was that? Mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, fo- yeah. Yeah. Football fan since ninety four. Uh, Dad took me to my first game, which was a winning game uh, against Sheffield Wednesday. Been going ever since then. Roma. Uh, it's two thousand four or five season. So I picked probably the worst season for to be a Roma fan. They finished eighth. 
um, had four managers. <laughs> um, this this was just in between uh, in between the Calciopoli years that Juventus got caught. So um, first Roma game was against Juventus in 2014, and I got lost going out the stadium trying to find a taxi to where I was staying. Um, been ten times since, uh, nine times since. Sorry, um, I'm going in August. August in Rome, uh, don't do it because it's hot. <laughs> I made that mistake in 2016, but yeah. Um, Totti, Totti's my hero. Um, managed to get to see him live a couple of times in his advanced years. Went to see his last ever game. That was emotional. Yeah, that was an emotional moment. <clears throat> but yeah, just I think the cultural difference between English football and Italian football, seeing it live, you can't beat it. So, yeah, for me, I do love going out there and I can't wait to go back out there again in August. I've got tickets to Roma Monza. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Just to see uh, a certain Argentinian magician make his uh, make his uh, debut in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Rome has definitely been busy. Obviously, we've had um, Tammy Abraham go out there. Yeah. Mourinho uh, obviously go out there from Spurs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, and then from the Italian league, obviously we've we've stolen Paratici, and and it seems like half of Italy has been linked with us. Um, we want to get straight into these links with um, Zaniolo. Um, tell me about you know you obviously following the club for so long. Uh, you know how when he came onto the scene, what was the kind of reaction from Roma fans? Oh, he made his if I if a memory strikes me right, he made his debut against Real Madrid in the Champions League in the Bernabeu. Roma got absolutely walloped three 0 Um he was part of the Rajan Anglon swap deal from Inter yeah. to Roma. Um I think Inter paid I think they paid Roma thirty eight million and we got Zaniola and do you remember Davide Santon when he was at yeah. Newcastle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went he went to Roma as well. Um Pre-ACL injury, unbelievable. Oh, the world was at his feet. He was causing a lot of problems to Italian Serie A defenders and he had a memorable night against Porto in the Champions League. Then in like January 2020, he suffered a really bad knee injury against Juventus. Uh, in the same game, Medi Demiral for Juventus, um, Turkish defender, he also picked up a really bad knee injury. The two ACL injuries in the same game. Came back, scored a brilliant goal in Project Lockdown. I think it was against Spa. We did a coast-to-coast goal. I think Roma won 6-2 or 6-1. Someone will probably correct me on that on socials. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, he suffered another knee injury against um, Holland in the Nations League in 2020. Came back last season. He looked like he was trying a bit too hard. He got a couple of goals in Serie A, but in the Conference League... Uh, the hat trick against Bodo Glimt was probably his best performance. He was he kept he was either playing wide right in the central, and then when Jose switched to a back three, he's playing off Tammy Abraham with Lorenzo Pellegrini in behind. He had his moments, but uh, in preseason this time, I've, I saw one game. He looked pretty good. He scored against Porto Manense. Apparently, he played pretty well against Sunderland. He's got a couple of goals. Um, now Roma signed Dybala, and we've got all the jewels up top. Are we, is Roma going to be too greedy and keep him, or is there going to be links to obviously Tottenham and I've heard Manchester United also? But pre ACL injury, he was different class. I think after the injury, it takes a long time to come mm. back from a, a two, not one ACL injuries, but two on different knees. But I think he was trying a bit too hard this uh, last season. But 
at times you could see there's a player there and when it clicks it clicks and he's yeah. unplayable and what what would you say <clears throat> who would you maybe compare him to in terms of style of play whether it be a current player or maybe a player from our past i feel like we're all around oh. the same age because you mentioned um gazetta della italia um so i know we're around the same age <clears throat> is there anyone that you'd maybe compare him to in terms of style of play oh oh god you're pushing me a little bit here because he's quite explosive um yeah he can play wide right in the number 10 role um up front he's played up front alongside sammy abraham before mm. so he's explosive uh got a lot of pace i think pre-ACL injury i'm just trying to think of a, a player who's got explosiveness that actually did pretty well I might be stumped a little, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, I no, 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 that's, that's good. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we've got the whole show. <laughs> if you think of anyone, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to you on this. So, you know, Zaniola, um, these these links are coming out now. Um, <clears throat> what was your first reaction? I know, me and you, we, we've spoken quite a lot about football. You know, we know about the injury side of it. You know, us getting on in age and whatnot. Um, was there any sort of hesitation when you hear those links and go, mate, ACL, stay away? Or is it a case for you? Let's give it a chance. He looks like he's on the on on the mend, or he has mended. He'll be a great signing for us. Um, I think it's hard to say whether he'll be a great signing for us. Um, he's young enough that his body can recover from these knee injuries. Uh, to what degree, we won't know um, till time passes. Uh, there's definitely a, a player there. Definitely. I remember watching him a few games before the first ACL. Um, and I was like, oh, this guy is something else. Um, and since he's come back, it's, it's not been, you know, all great. Um, but I did like his performance in the um, conference league, uh, especially I think he got the winning goal in the final. Um, he did, I, yeah. I just like the fact that he he was just, he featured, you know, it, like not every game was fantastic, but he featured there or thereabouts. And, you know, you got to respect a player if in 90 minutes he still manages to, um, like, make himself a presence mm. in 90 minutes, especially if it's a positive to the team. I think for us, um, currently in the position that we're in, the more logical thing to do would be get him on loan with an option to buy in favour of the club and then go and actually spend the bulk of our transfer on other individuals because I just feel like if we buy him the pressure's on for him to deliver immediately and he's only what a season removed from his last injury last big injury I think that's too much pressure to put on a young lad so um me personally I bring him in on loan with the option to buy and it would have to be something you know like significant like I don't know so like 45 million pounds just just so that Roma can be like all right cool if he if he absolutely smashes it in the prem there's 45 million you know possibly guaranteed next summer mm. you know and there's a fail safe there for us where if it doesn't work out you know oh well it's just a, it's just a one year long yeah so scott you've mentioned a few things about like he's nominally you know he plays after striker can you speak about a bit more about jose and and Jose's maybe relationship with him has there been um you know we know Jose has that kind of thing you're either he's either for you 
or he's definitively against you. Yeah. Okay, we saw it with, with certain players at Spurs for sure. Um, and, and all the clubs he's been at, you know, you, know, you think about Pogba United, Luke Shaw at United mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so is, has there been any sense of like, you know, Mourinho's really fond of him? Is he just another cog in the wheel? What's that, what's that kind of relationship like? There is a, I feel there's like a father-son relationship going on. When Zaniolo got sent off against Genoa, uh, he scored a brilliant goal in the last minute. Then he got disallowed for the most ridiculous VAR decision where Tammy Abraham won the ball, but he may have stood on a player. Uh, and then Zaniolo went mental and just, I think, I think he got sent off for swearing at the ref. But um Mourinho put his arm around his shoulder and there's, there is definitely a father-son relationship going there. Um, there's also talks in the press that they may have had a falling out, but the Italian press are like the English press sometimes where they, they like to hound players. We've seen mm. that quite a lot over here. Um, and I've, I've seen it quite a lot recently uh, in in the like day, Daily Mirror and the Sun with certain players. There's a, probably a certain player who's just joined Chelsea from Man City who got literally hounded by the British press for a long... And Zaniola gets it quite a lot over there uh, in Italy. There's like a, a love triangle with a, a Lazio player. And he's, um, that Lazio player is just about become a dad with um, Zaniola's ex-girlfriend. So yeah, there's... yeah. <laughs> That was wow. my exact. That's my exact reaction when I, when I saw, <laughs> saw the, the baby gender reveal at the Stadio Olimpico not so long ago. Yeah, wow. um, so we're not only day. getting. So if we do get, we're not only getting an attacking midfielder, right winger. We're also getting a Love Island contestant. Pretty um, much, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's yeah, there's some off the field stuff with his mum on Instagram uh, as well. There was that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, you might be getting some if it does happen. But I think that's mellow now. <laughs> hey, bring it on back, Playboy. Bring it on back. Rewind it, rewind it. Uh, wait, wait, what's going on? Uh, Mum on Instagram, what's happening? Yeah. OnlyFans, what's happening here? No, not, not, not on OnlyFans yet. Maybe. Jesus. Yeah, I think this... his mum, his mum's, um, she, yeah, she's, she's a looker. She's stunning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, but I think she's been mouthing off in the, in the pre, because he's had some previous relationships that have not gone well, but yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, you know what it is, young young man, tension and all that. But uh, yeah, uh, to rewind it back, no, I'm not off the, off the field problems, but on the field, yeah, uh, with Jose, there is, I think there's a trust. He's, Jose's actually fallen out with quite a few Roma players uh, after the 6-1 defeat in Norway. I imagine you two have heard about that, where... He, he threw some players under the bus. I imagine it mm. probably happened when you lost to Dynamo Zagreb and they're, they're, they're deservedly so. Those had to go under the bus. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no sympathy, mate. Like, yeah. we, we were throwing them under, under the bus on that. I think we recorded that night. Yeah, uh, we did that on ours. Yeah, for the Magic Cast. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, he's quite fond of Zaniolo. I think with the signing of Dybala coming in, did not expect that to happen. I'm still buzzing off that. Um, if if Zaniola has to go, he has to go. But if he stays, it, it's brilliant. But I would love, like one day, I'd love to see him in the Premier League, see what happens, because yeah, I think yeah. he's a perfect fit. Do you ever get the sense that there's off-the-field situations, whether it be mum, girlfriend, whatever, love triangles, love island, whatever, um, <laughs> that that affects him on the pitch? Does he does he go through those kind of dips in performance where, because you mentioned that he's quite a consistent guy, or I think, no, yeah, you said about, 
you know, you're seeing him, he's like, you know, he's always featuring, he's like, kind of yes. like a seven out of ten player. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, having watched him obviously, Scott, you know, week in, week out, do you ever get the sense that he sometimes may dip, maybe four or five yeah. games? Where, yeah, he does, yeah. Know, yeah, there's a there's a couple of instances last season, especially in the uh, conference league, where Roma were going for a, a I say not a crisis, but a dip in confidence in both Serie A and the conference league after what happened in Norway. It was just that Roma had a bad run on form, and he suffered a little bit. But then he silenced his critics uh, with a goal at Atalanta. Um, he did well in the conference league as as Yao said in the final when he scored against Feyenoord it was brilliant finish he got there in the end um, he gave 60-65 minutes in the final and played pretty well Bodo Glimt he was unbelievable <clears throat> scored a brilliant hat-trick One, I think two goals were sensational and he has his moments but I think after the two injuries it's consistency of form and not picking up those injuries that he uh like the muscle injuries after you've had a like a knee injury after two years out, it just you might pick up an odd muscle injury. So Jose fired him out the fu- sorry pushed him out the firing line for a couple of games, then they come back and he's come back firing in some games. I think Jose's managed managed him pretty well after his injury. Mm. Yeah, does he <clears throat> does he get into our team? Uh, currently, obviously Kane, Kuru, and Son. Does he get in that front three for you? Um, no, but I think you see the thing is, I think it's difficult to say that he or even Richarlison because you know, obviously, people need to remember that we just purchased Richarlison. I think it's hard to say who gets into that front three ahead of the three you just mentioned on the basis of they ended the last season very strong. So, mm-hmm. starting off the season, it's definitely going to be those three. I mean, I'd be shocked if. I mean, I'm not Conte, but I would be shocked if Richarlison starts the first game of the season, to be fair. Because um, I, I just think it would be unfair on Kulu to not start him, especially the way he ended the season, especially the way he came into the league. Um, so and the training. <laughs> yeah. So if we did, if we did get Zaniola, um, I, I think he would, like I said, that's the, that's the whole reason why I said a loan deal might take away the pressure from both club and player. Because I... I don't think he would be forced to have to hit the ground running, be a starter. Um, it would be more of a case of, right, fine, um, you know, we're going to integrate you into the team then you know, bring you in in some cup matches, smash in a cup match, you know, then you're arguing for a starting spot in the league, you know what I'm saying? And then you never know, we might be, I don't know, going away to like Nottingham Forest and that, that might be his opportunity to come into the first team, you know, so... There's going to be lots of games in the season. I'm not saying that we've got him in any way, shape or form, but there's going to be a lot of games in the season where there's going to be lots of rotation of that front three um, mm. because we need to keep legs fresh for the long haul. Yeah, I, I like the idea that if we do get him in, in, in some capacity, we've got a player with experience. Yes, he was in the Conference League last year, but that's not down to him. That's obviously the club not doing so well, but he, he's played at the top level. Um, <clears throat> we've seen him at the top level, you know, with being in you know, Champions League games, whatever. Um, we know he can handle it. So if you are going, you know, you know that game game week four in the Champions League, everything may be kind of settled. You know, you just need maybe one more win or that kind of stuff to qualify. You're going away to Seville, whatever. Yeah, that might be the game you throw him in on the Wednesday <clears throat> and then maybe give him the start on Saturday. 
give you know Son or, or someone the rest. I like the idea of that having that kind of strength. We've lamented for so many years um, the the lack of strength and the lack of depth we have in our at Spurs. Um, our first eleven, as we've seen over the past four to five, maybe even more years, can compete with anyone on this day. You know, we get some good results. We get Man City, the Arsenal's, whatever. We can we can beat these teams. Um, but when we get into those the deep dark waters of March and April, and you're looking at your bench and you're seeing Lamella, and uh, that's about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough. So it'd be good to to have those extra options um, within the squad. Um, I think the final thing on, on Daniela for for me, um, just thinking about it from a squad perspective, Scott, do you feel like he's the type of player, temperament wise, whatever that he's okay with coming in, knowing that he's maybe not guaranteed to start? Is he one of the players, or is he going to be throwing a strop left, right, and centre? You know, and then his mum's calling us out on 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 Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, have those conversations. Um, well, he got pulled out the firing line a couple of times in the Mourinho this season. So I, I didn't see a hissy fit on social media. Technically, I don't really follow him on Instagram or anything like that. Um, maybe his mum soon. I haven't come down that line yet. <laughs> um, but no, I think he's... put in there. Nice yeah. in. <laughs> uh, no, um, but no, I think he's pretty level-headed. Uh, he's he's had a couple of problems, but no, I think he'd be all right, especially with the, the coach slash manager that you guys have got now and Conte, who's like, don't, don't annoy him because you'll be you'll be on the bench forever. Um, but I think he's pretty much got a good head on his shoulders. I think after living in Rome for a couple of years, if that is a big if with quotation marks, if he does go, I think Conte will be a good fit for him. Yeah, I think yeah, we can't, we can't underestimate the impact of playing for Conte as an Italian player, um, You know, knowing what Conte means to Italian football um, and having that connection there. That could be something that would be positive to if he does have moments where he's not in the team, he's not starting... Um, that relationship can be fostered. Um, bigger picture with, with Roma, how are you feeling about Senor Mourinho? What's your thoughts to him? You, you, you're a fan, you appreciate what he's done. Do you think he's going to be there for a little while? I know he's now got a bit of body art um, to see yeah. his, his conference league. Um, it did look like it was drawn by a six-year-old, but hey, yeah. we move. Um, what's your thoughts? How, how are you feeling about Mourinho? Uh, I'm starting to warm up to him now uh, a lot more than I did probably January, February time um, on our podcast. We got a lot of hate from Jose fans after calling them, calling Jose out after a couple of defeats. So we caught the wrath of that. Um, yeah. That was quite fun on social media and on podcasts. But yeah, I think what he's done at the club is, is, is brilliant. He's added a bit of uh, mental stability um, to it. Uh, Roma is quite known for, being a bit mentally fragile in recent seasons it's happened quite a lot i think ever since i supported them we finished second on countless times and we failed to win the league a couple of times by just the barest of margins but uh he managed to win us a trophy first european trophy first trophy since uh may 2008 when they beat inter in the Coppa italia final so yeah i'm i'm happy i'm really excited to see what he can do next season because he's brought in Matic, he's brought in um, Zeki Celik, Mia Svia. There's rumours of Chini Wijnaldum. That's come out yeah, in like, that, the yeah. last couple of days, <laughs> which I think that'd be brilliant. And then we've got Dybala over the line. Um, I think that's pretty much Inter caught that up because they brought Mkhitaryan and 
spent four and a half million euros on his wages, Roma just swooped in and got to Bala. So I'm really excited to see what what happens because he always cooks in his second season where where he was at he was at Chelsea. Well, they already won the league, but he won the treble in his second season at Inter. Um, he did well. What was it second season at Chelsea again? Well, he won the league. Um, Man United, I think he won the Europa League and the League Cup in his yeah, second right season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sadly <clears throat> at Spurs, it, he got to a final and it he got sacked. Just it was Winks. It was Winks's fault. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're getting rid of it. <laughs> but no, I think I think this season you see you might see Roma pushing for top four in Champions League places in Serie A. Where did you finish? Uh, sixth. Uh, one bad. point, one point behind Lazio. Uh, Actually, not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad with the the Roma. I think they could really should have got fifth. They, I think they only won one in the last five games, and that was the last game of the season where Tommy scored twice. But yeah, I, I would have taken six in the trophy after the first season. I, I predicted Roman Fish fifth, so I was only one point out. So six, six in a trophy, and let me get this right. So where did you finish the previous season? Seventh. Ah, it's an increase. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the way up. <laughs> yeah. Increase. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting when you see managers go from league to league. Not not many really do it, um, and do it very successfully. You have some of the kind of <clears throat> quote unquote journeyman type, um, the Ranieri's mm. of the world who just pop up anywhere and everywhere. Um, but you know, to, to see how Mourinho has been able to kind of bounce back from getting sacked from Spurs <clears throat> just before the final, um, whatever your thoughts are on, on that that sacking and the whole palaver that we, we ended up going into for the next few weeks of that season. Um, looks like he's happy. Looks like he's doing well. Um, well enough to get a tattoo. Um, yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But you do know, as with everything with Mourinho, there is always a car crash coming. Yeah. Yeah, so, hopefully, hopefully uh, it's not for a few prepared. years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm prepared mentally. Um, <laughs> um, did you guys see the video of the couple proposing in front of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, God, yeah, Portugal. He, he, he had no clue. He's like, what's going on? Like, the guy yeah. pulled him back three times. He's like, yo, move, man. Yeah. <laughs> the guy kept pulling him back. And then finally he realised, ah, he's proposing. Yeah, I know Mourinho was thinking, yeah. listen, big man. This ain't a trophy parade, bro. Like, so you, <laughs> yeah, you, I don't do this for free. Yeah. Listen, Barcelona are only going to see that and start integrating it into their, their <laughs> yeah, self. Because and fin- their financial package. They, they, yeah. they need they need money. Yeah. Yeah. 300, um, 300 euros to kick kick on the, the new camp ground. Listen. <clears throat> listen that'll, be, that'll be someone stag do some, someday. Maybe. Um, <laughs> let's let's take a bigger picture look at the Italian league you know there's, there's there seems to be an increasing number to be honest I haven't really watched much of it post I think post Mourinho's stint at Inter Milan I think that's the only time okay. I really had the interest that's a long time ago yeah that's what 10 years yeah, maybe? yeah 12 yeah. years 12 years yeah. um, since then I've, I think it just kind of a bit like the German league you think oh, okay Usual suspects kind of winning it. Oh, yeah. I don't really know who finishes fourth, fifth, that kind of thing. Um, I don't watch too much. Um, but, you know, you've seen a lot of players take that leap. You know, um, Chris Smalling, you know, mm-hmm. Jerome, obviously Tammy, you mentioned. 
um, Tamori's out there. Um, <clears throat> there's a few of the Scottish lads that are out there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hickey's now just come back to Brentford. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting to see that there's, there's a willingness to try themselves in the Italian league. Um, what do you think has led to that? Is it a case of there's maybe more money? Do they feel like it's just an opportunity just to get their career back into some sort of gear? What do you, what do you see for that? I think it's just probably a, a, an opportunity to, to go and just go out abroad and see a different culture and different style of football. Um, you mentioned those players and there's actually been a few from the, the Scottish League. You said, I think, like Lewis Ferguson, I think he's just joined Bologna or Hellas Verona. Um, Aaron Hickey's just gone back after two very, very good years at Bologna, um, gone to Brentford. I didn't expect him to go to Brentford. I thought I thought he was going to go to Arsenal, to, to be honest. But Yeah, um, we we'll talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the standout players is Tamori. Um, he, for me, was one of the best Serie A defenders last season and fully mm-hmm. deserves um, an England call-up. I think he did get one in the Nations League. But I think it's just, I think players are getting an opportunity abroad to, to try something different and not be stale playing in the Premier League, bouncing from club to club. Like, there is an opportunity abroad. I'm I'm hoping there is more an influx of British players going out abroad, especially in Serie A, because the last few years it is actually a good league to watch. You do go, there's not the stereotypical of defensive football like there was 20 years ago when it was Catanaccio and it was AC Milan like one nil, like like it was one nil to a club that you guys dislike back in the early 90s. I'm not going to say the name, but yeah, this it's a lot more of an attacking league, like. AC Milan won it last year. They were a functional side under Pioli, like Inter under Conte won it the year before, and they actually did play some nice progressive football. You had Juventus under Allegri, where it was a bit stodgy at times, but it was it was okay to watch. But then you had like Atalanta under Gasparini, where Gasparini ball was just like as mesmerized watching it. Like how these players are just running around for 90 minutes, just absolutely attacking players at will. Like like attacking football, like one of the games they had like close to 50 shots on goal and drew nil nil and it was just bonkers. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, that's like an ultimate <clears throat> FM in like, yeah, if you yeah, play yeah. FM, if you play FM, like I do, you, you draw like nil nil and you've had like 45 shots on goal. But no, I think it's a league that people are sleeping on. I would, I would, if you've got BT sport it is on back on BT sport, but there are some good teams to watch out there. Um, there's some good players to, to scout, and as as your uh, director was it is he director of football? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, I think there is a good market out there. So I think as to answer your question, I think British and Scottish players are going out there quite a lot. I think there's a couple of Irish players from the League of Ireland are going out. There's an opportunity that's probably not over here in the UK. And as you know, it's a World Cup year. Um, mm-hmm. Just getting minutes and just like just trying out a different football uh, football culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's your thoughts on, on Italian football? I don't know how much you watch or maybe from what you see in the Champions League. Atalanta obviously have had a good couple of years. They're, they're in, they've got a spotlight, you know, like you mentioned under Gasparini. Um, Juventus, the usual suspects, Juventus, you know, into Milan. What's, what have you kind of seen over the years? Um, I kind of stopped watching, I think, I'd say around... 2013 to about 2018, when Juventus had their little disgusting dominant run um, of the league, I, I kind of just switched off because I was like, "This is this is a farce." Um, just 
it's it's not even entertaining. You're just punching up the league like you'd be seventh after game ten and then win the league by fourteen points. It doesn't bloody make sense. So around 2018-19 season, I I got back into watching a few games. I watched about like ten across the league, and then uh, the COVID season, I I did watch that quite uh, quite a lot of games because I follow Inter, so. I watched a lot of the games and I was I was pleasantly surprised with um Conte's ball. I was like, yeah, into I wasn't I wasn't worried whatsoever about like what Inter were gonna do. Like I was like, yeah, it's fine. And that's when I started to pick off players that I was like, oh, if Spurs get this player, I'm I'm all for it, like Bastoni, one hundred percent all on board. Absolute quality, quality player. But for me, I think the league now that it's a bit more competitive, um there's like you could go back and watch it and be thoroughly entertained, especially mm. this season just gone. You know, AC Milan were out of the title race for a, a considerable amount of time, mm. then found form and got right back into it. Um, and there was a few other clubs that were lurking here and there for the Champions League spots, but AC Milan and Inter Milan made it entertaining for those last few weeks going into the last few weeks of the season. And obviously, in, AC got the job done. Uh, so it, it was. Uh, relatively entertaining this season, so I'll definitely be watching more next season. I think, in terms of uh, British players integrating over to Serie A, for me, I, I think that's the one thing that actually holds a lot of British players back or the, the English national team. I know England have made the semi finals of a World Cup and you know they made the Euros finals, but both, regardless of how good you know the achievements are come with massive asterisks beside them. You know, the the World Cup, they deliberately lost to Belgium in the group stages just to get an easy run. Got to the semi-final, got tumped up by Modric and my man from Croatia. Hideout festival, man. They're well done. Yeah, I was <laughs> proud of them. And then the Euros, they played 90% of their games at home. <clears throat> come on, bruv. Like, what, you think you could come to my house and tump me up on Pez? Stop that. That's That's... You won't make it out of my house. I'll have to beat you up. That's nonsense stuff. So I think a lot of English players should really take it upon themselves to actually go more abroad. Not, not just Serie A, but, you know, La Liga, uh, Bundesliga. Because the European game is based, is is better suited for you understanding how to carry yourself on the international stage. You know, it's pretty much quite identical in my eyes. You know, and Italy bar the fact that they didn't qualify for this World Cup, have been quite outstanding as an international outfit for the past few seasons. Um, obviously, this season they messed up badly and haven't made the World Cup, but that's that's the way it is sometimes. But I, I think now that we've seen a good influx of uh, English or British players uh, going to Serie A and doing well, like Tammy, um, I think Tamori's more... If you're going, if you're going to say, all right, who's had a really, really good time, then it would be Tomori. Like I'd say, he's been. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've been a massive fan of him for years since academy days. He, 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 what he did because I've watched a few AC Milan games. I was like, this, wow, oh, this boy's, he's, he's having enjoyment. He, like, seriously, he was quality. But I, I was pleasantly surprised with Tammy in not just the Conference League, but I, I watched like I think about three. Serie A games with Roma. I was like, yo, Tammy, he's doing he's doing little bits here. So, like, you know, it's good for his confidence. The one that uh, I mean, listen, he's gone, reinvigorated his career. Well done. But 
as far as I'm concerned, he's still crap. Small him, you know. He, <laughs> you know, he, 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 in fairness to him, yeah, in real fairness to him, he's gone over there and he's done all right. Mm. Like, you can't actually can't knock him. Yeah, you can't oh, knock God. him. Like, you can't not, knock him. He, yeah, he's he, done. He's you know, he's 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 proved a point. I reckon. Yeah, he's he's really, he really has. Like he's done. Like it's like, like you, especially even. I think the Conference League. If you if you watched some of Roma's games in the Conference League, take away the six one because everybody gets tumped one, once in a while. Yeah, but for the majority of the Conference League run, he was really really good for them. Like I'm telling you, like he was like their last point of defense. He was blocking, like clearing. I was like, yo, this guy, he's. He's, he really wants a trophy, you know. So Smalling's done done well. And I think the Italian game has given him a better understanding of the defensive side of the game. Like I said, the English game sometimes a bit uh, just use your strength and try and body them and then you just get rolled, you know, and your your players looking on the floor wondering what just happened. So uh, there, there needs to be more, I think. Yeah. More more migration to other leagues um to get a very good or better understanding of the game the beautiful game um because when i was growing up you know it, it wasn't it wasn't rare it, i i didn't i didn't feel like it was rare like i remember ints going to inter um yeah. like there was like i could start naming like a load of like old school players but um, that like that david Platt. yeah david yeah he went Sampdoria. like mm. and we're talking like golazzo days you know gazetta mm. and you know the guy shine dun, 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 dun. what a beautiful tune but <laughs> like you go back to those days you could find I, i'm dead sure of this in the top eight teams you could find at least one english player like, mm. and, like, you go now. All right, fine. Roma have got what? Tammy Smalling, Ace yeah, Milan, Maitland Niles is on loan at Roma last season yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make yeah. 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 you see what I'm saying. So it's like it's like yeah. it's coming back around. Whereas there was a time period where there was no like none, next to nothing, and you know it's it. It's, I just felt like th- these younger players weren't understanding the game outside of what they know at home. I know a lot of people would be like, yeah, but there's loads of Italians and Spanish and French and Germans that don't leave their league. Well, if you compare the numbers, you'd find far more travel, you know, to other leagues and play for other teams in other leagues than, say, the English guys. So it's good. It it can only get better. Um, Yeah, and you only have to, I know we mentioned earlier, tomorrow, not trying to give too much um, shine to to Chelsea and, and, you know, Cobham, whatever. He wasn't going to get a look in. You know, from all accounts, and he's taking a risk. He's backed himself, um, and he's and he's doing well. Like he got that appearance for England. I hope he gets a lot more. Um, I, <clears throat> like I said, I've, I've through my connections with like through coaching, I've kind of watched a lot of him from when he was coming through the ranks, and I've always been massively impressed by him. And I'm glad that he's getting this moment to shine. Um, and I hope he stays away from Chelsea for as long as possible. Um, never is he on <laughs> you know. No, no, it's uh, permanent. No, no, he's, he's there permanent. Oh, yeah. yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah. He should never go back. Never. Yeah. 20, I think it was twenty-eight or thirty mil. Like Maldini would just die. If I was Paolo Maldini, I'd be like running to the bank. Yeah. So that was yeah, just yeah. one of the best signings he's made. Yeah, yeah. he should. Yeah. He should never go back. I mean, the words never. Right now, he should be learning pure Italian. He right is. Now. He like, speaks it fluently. Yeah, he speaks oh. it fluently. Yeah. yeah. He's been in the... Yeah, I, I think he's... get back on my Duolingo, because... <laughs> <laughs> <Likewise. laughs> I think, for me, like, 
you know, we, we just mentioned that name, Maldini. You know, imagine you're, you're a defender and, you know, you get a phone call from your agent saying, Maldini wants to sign you. I mean, I'm running. Just, <laughs> I'm you're, you're in dreamland. You know, yeah. in dreamland. Maldini. So it's, it's interesting. We do have that heritage. Um, another player you didn't mention, Gascoigne, he was at Lazio yeah, in yeah. days. <clears throat> um, in terms of other leagues, I know Lineker is still in Barcelona, mm-hmm. um, Keegan at Hamburg. You know, it's, yeah. It has been, you know, we've had high-profile English players play abroad, um, but there was a period, a time period, maybe yeah. 10 years or so, where there wasn't much travel. There wasn't much. Lineker was even in Barcelona. Lineker was at Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and in Japan. And, did well. and in Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you explain that to your kids? This commentary on... <laughs> Barcelona, they'll look at you like what well, Ronaldinho. That's a lie, bro. I'm too old. Stop that. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's it's let's see what happens. Let's see if there is a trend. Um, you know, getting into you know coming through the ranks at a top club is is tough. You know, maybe some players will take that link and go. You know what? I'll go down to the Italian league, whether it's the top clubs or <clears throat> maybe the you know the Torinos, those kind of clubs, just to get you know a couple mm-hmm. of years under your belt. That could it, be it's like like what Ola Aina did. He's he went there from he's ex Chelsea, isn't he? So he went there. Yeah. He went to Torino, did well, and then he went to Fulham, came back to Torino. He did really well last season. So yeah, I think yeah. more if there's more opportunities, just go out there. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, it hasn't been there hasn't been no uh, bids or anything, but the rumors are that AC Milan were taking a look at Tanganga, mm. obviously. You know, that would be nice to send him out on loan, let him do whatever he needs to do. You know, I don't know how Danny Rose would feel about that because obviously he thought he had that link, but clearly he man weren't doing the job right. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like Tanganga to go out of there. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a big fan of Tanganga, as, as anyone on this pod knows. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to sell him, <clears throat> and I think you know, him getting a year of football under his belt, he's had a few injuries, hasn't he? Um, so that's, that's not been easy. Not only um, Tanganga, but there's other talks of other players. Um, we know that our director of football, Paratici, um, or the chef, as as we sometimes refer to him, he's cooking up something. He's out in Milan at the moment. Um, I believe he's been there for the past couple of days. Um, and obviously all these links are now coming out. So um, Saar, our midfielder, links with him in Milan, um, and Dombele, we're trying to ship and normally around anywhere. Yeah, I think he's no, been linked with Roma as well. Mm, yeah. and I've seen that. I was like, oh, mm. I'd take Genie Wijnaldum or Davide Fratesi from Sassuolo. But you know what I'm, the interesting I'm... thing is, though? You say that. Indomine's best period for us, and I know was there Mourinho. wasn't much. It's probably under Mourinho, yeah. It was under Mourinho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when he consistently played. Um, and, and, you know, we all know that the talent is undeniable. The talent's undeniable. Um, will he suit maybe a slower league? Quote unquote. I don't. I hate saying a slower league. Maybe a different slower pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tempo's league, a bit slow. Yeah. The Italian league. Yeah. In that kind of link between Mourinho, you know, Mourinho is one of them guys. Like I said at the beginning or earlier, um, if he's either for you or really against you. And I think if Indomitable gets with Mourinho, I think he realizes this guy's only second chance. He must be a big fan of me. Maybe that could help you vitalize things in that sense. Um, and also another interesting link. Um, spoke about Sampdoria just briefly. Um, Brian Healy. Oh really? Uh, uh, oh left. wow. Was he left wing? Um, yeah, left. Yeah, was, left he was at Valencia last season, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, it's a very interesting one with him. Um, obviously, we've now gone to 
front three, he's he's too lightweight to play at any wing back. Um, I think he can do a job up top. Um, I'd rather him coming on than Lucas Moore, if I'm completely honest. Um, but will he get enough game time? Will he? And then he's obviously going to want to be around the Spanish squad, you know, going into the World Cup. And Sampdoria, do you, do you think Sampdoria need him? I don't know how much you've watched with Sampdoria. You know, can you see a player like that? He's very exciting. He's got, a, you know, a good dribbler. Um, <clears throat> I think he can be a bit more, and he can improve his decision making for sure. What are their kind of attacking options? I'm not sure. I haven't seen Sampdoria much. Their, their front two has got, I think, a combined age of close to 80. It's Fabio Quagliarella <laughs> and uh, it's Francesco Caputo. Like, Quagliarella is nearly... Team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quite is nearly forty. Yeah, yeah. Wow. he's he's a a, a cult hero there. Yeah, um, he's been playing for years. Yeah, he is. Uh, they signed Caputo from Sassuolo. He had two excellent seasons. Like he played well at Empoli and then scored a bucket load for Sassuolo. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he could add a, a different dimension. It depends on what sort of formation they play at Sampdoria. They they got they brought back their coach who likes to play with a number ten and play with like two up top. So, if do you guys think he could play as a number ten, or do you think he's like more out he's, wide? He's been, he's been He's done a few games there. I mean, I think in our at the beginning of our conference league, um, or, yeah, I think you know conference league kind of situation. He was there under Nuno um, <clears throat> but the problem is he was surrounded by a lot of duds you know we were putting out like not even like a second 11 it was more like a third 11 third and fourth yeah um, and some of those players don't deserve to be playing football let alone for Spurs so Winks he... <laughs> Scott sorry I've got it's to say before we came on <clears throat> Yao and Winks love-hate relationship don't mix uh, love-hate it's hate <laughs> <laughs> there's no love there I'm being nice. I'm being nice. Is it like? Is it like Marmite? Is wow. that a hate? Hate? It's just a hate. Hate. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. Hate. He's guts. Like, he, like, <laughs> like, I need Scott. I wouldn't want to do this to Roma, but if if yeah, if, <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, no, you have you're to take fine. him. You have to no. take him. You actually have to take him. I wouldn't. I'm also a Swindon fan, and we're stacked for midfielders. We're good. We got no, six. Thank him. No, thank we're good. Him. I'll even pay for the Uber. <laughs> what from from London to Swindon? Oh yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or, to, or to Rome? Either I don't care which way. I pay. He has to go. Whichever way he goes, he has to go. That is awful. Yeah, and um, I don't know, Brian here. I'm, I don't think he knows, and I don't think you know managers know where he's best. He's still very young, um, very raw in some aspects of his game. Um, but he's a very exciting player, in my opinion. I think I would like to see him stick around, but I just don't think there'll be enough spaces and games for him to play. I think we're going to go for experience up top, mm. um, which he doesn't have. We're going to go for Richarlison, who's been playing how many seasons in the Prem. Yeah, so been linked, <laughs> linked with a Zaniolo, linked with a Madison. Um, you know, these players have got senior football under their belt and they can we know they can come in and do a job. It's not, you know, sprinkling a bit of stardust. Um, I think the only player of, you know, of that kind of ilk that we may see is maybe the likes of Asar, Divine, Scarlet, for us, who may get those kind of opportunities, I don't think Conte is going to take the risk on two, two and three youngsters. So I think that's where Brian Healy is kind of going to suffer. Um, <clears throat> if it was up to me, I would keep him instead of Lucas Moore. But there's talk about Moore going to right wing back, so we'll see how that pans out. 
I do not give it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so yeah, this this I want to end with um, a question for both of you. Yao, if you had to steal a player from the Italian league, who would it be? Scott, if you had to steal a player from the English Premier League, who would it be? For your club, obviously for Spurs and for Rome, uh, for Roma, um, not just pie in the sky. I'm not just saying everyone's going to go get Ronaldo or whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> to be honest, Mourinho may want to get Ronaldo back. Um, but no, let, you know, if you thought, you look at your team and go, right, this is what we need. Can I find that in England? Who would it be? I'm going to start with Yao. I'm going to let him... I think I can guess who he's going to say. Um, but I'll let him go. Um, Bastoni. <laughs> I, I should have been my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah never too Listen, Yeah, that's, that's a, a very top-class defender there. I, I, can't, I can't look elsewhere. Like, I really can't. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. The Italian league has some, some hidden gems. There's a few out there. Um, Cause I like I like uh, the centre mid from AC Milan, uh, Ton- Tonali. Tonali, Tonali. Tonali. Yeah. I like I, I like I like that player. I think he's got something. Um, but I'm I'm just not gonna mince any words. We need a left centre back. <laughs> we need somebody with with Genesis Yeah, some of that. Uh, I, I don't know what the what the Italians eat out there, <laughs> Cornetto, whatever. Yeah, we need we need something beautiful. Yeah, and that guy has it in abundance. I'm looking nowhere else other than Basman, Bastoni. Bastoni, Bastoni. Yeah, been links. Um, you know, we, we spoke about it in the group chat. We've obviously um, the Scrimyard deal falling yeah. flat. You know, is there an opportunity for us to spin the block, come back around with the um, <clears throat> heavy artillery and see if we can make them an offer that they can't refuse? Um, Scott, who would your player be looking at Roma, thinking about you know next season, second season with Jose? Who would it be? Uh, I was just going to ask ask you, you didn't fancy someone like Gianluca Scamacca as he's off to West Ham, but you didn't fancy that yeah. tattooed lunatic up front with his, <laughs> with, his, with his dad and his granddad or his uncle. <laughs> no, sorry, the thing is, like obviously we there, there's been links, uh, or, you know whether it's like just tabloids chatting, but there's been links. Um, and even off going off the last season that he had, which I think was his best season, but I know statistically mm. he's done very well. I was just like, nah, there's not. I don't see much to his game that makes me say he'll come to the Premier League and smash it. You know, um, have it. I was like, left footer, left footers are dead, like tend to be hard to deal with. Strong, you know, can pop off a shot from literally anywhere. I was like, even if he takes. A few months to settle in. Once he does, he's gonna be a problem. Um, so it's a bit different. Yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling scared. for thirty-five million. Nah. Oh, yeah, I'll take yeah. him on. I'll take him alone. You know, I'll take him alone. What like uh, alone doesn't hurt us. Alone doesn't hurt nobody. You, if you're crap, no. sit on the bench. Yeah, yeah but thirty-five million. Nah, mate. You you gotta you you definitely be ready to shoot for thirty-five million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got two, um, one place for Leicester, one place for Man United. So I would love to see Marcus Rashford in Serie A to see what he, he does. That would be interesting, unbelievable. Um, another one is James Madison. I would love to see him at Roma, see what I was thinking like last season, like 
Connor Gallagher looked really good for Palace. And I was thinking, hmm, he looked quite, he could do a job in midfield for Roma. Roma are looking for a midfielder. And as I said earlier, Jeannie Wijnaldum and Dombele, et cetera, et cetera, has been linked. But James, imagine James Madison in that midfield next to Matic, Cristante, Pellegrini, and then you're firing off the bullets for Tammy, Paolo Dybala, et al. And then you've got Zaleski one side, you've got Rick Karsdorp on the other side with Celek in like as backup. That'd be pretty decent. That's a wish list. That is, that is a, that's that a football man. That's an that FM 22 wish list. Yeah. But I think he wants to play with Harry Kane. So, uh, who, do, who doesn't? Honestly, let's see how that works out. Um, mate, Scott, it's been great having you on. Um, we're going to call it there 51 minutes. Yeah. Did you wanna? Did you wanna ask about Zaleski? I know you like. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good lord! Yeah, literally just before we came, like, uh, came on on on. Well, came when we went live. Zaleski, who who is this kid? He's twenty years oh. old, midfield uh, or attacking player. He seemed very excited. Um, I'll be honest. I literally only watched two comps before we came on screen. So, <laughs> tell me about him. Uh, Italian. Uh, sorry, he's Polish, Polish international. Uh, I think he's got Italian citizenship now because he's been yeah, in the country. Jewel. Yeah, Jewel. Jewel. Um Play left wing, but now Roma's playing a 3-5 or 3-4, 2-1. He's been playing left wing back and now Spinazzola's back. Like, I think them two are going to alternate in games, but very pacey, direct. Gave Ricardo Pereira, I think, is a very talented right back in the Premier League. When Roma played Leicester, he literally skinned him alive in the first leg at, in Leicester. I nearly called it the Filbert Street. That's an old stadium, but the Walker Ooh. Stadium. But yeah, um, very talented player. Lost his dad to cancer just before the first Rome derby. It was very emotional when he came on. Jose gave him 10 minutes to, to give him... like. In the first game, uh, but like he came into the side March, February time as Roma was struggling down the left hand side. And he's, he's, I think he's only had one bad game. Dunsell Dumfries tore him to shreds. And Dumfries is an athlete and a half. He's a big lad. Yeah. Uh, um, into 1 3 1, he, he gave him a tour of time. He's a very talented player. I think the world is at his feet. Um, He's, he's adapted to left wing back role really well. Um, I would love to see him play like in a left wing in a 3 4 3 under Jose, or that'd be really interesting to see. But he's been one of the standout players from we in, Italians call it the Primavera side, but in England we call it the reserve team. But yeah, or the youth team. But he's been probably the standout youth player coming through the ranks. and Really interested to see what he does this season because I think he's going to be a standout player to watch. Yeah, it's interesting. The links coming out seem to all be from the Italian media. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, we like to we, we know um, Paratici's over there. The, the language being used is interesting. Conte has told Paratici to go get this kid. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, how, how serious it is. Is it a smokescreen? We know like Paratici likes to do this, you know. Shoot about shoot for ten, snag one. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, I'm sure Spurs fans will be watching a lot of comps tonight, and will be all over social media tomorrow, um, doing polls and making decisions about the future of our club based on these rumours. Um, yeah, had you watched anything of him? Did you have you seen anything? 
Nah, nothing that would stand out. Um, from the Roma games, I was more paying attention to Zaniola and, and Tammy, to be fair. Um, not that I want Tammy at Spurs, but I was just interested to please, see how Please don't. Played. Please don't. <laughs> I don't I, 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 you know there's players that you you think, oh, yeah, they're, they're good, but you wouldn't want them for your club yeah. unless they're yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, Tammy's one of them. Yeah, Tammy's one of those players. So... Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen much of this kid. And if I have, in terms of like watching a Roma game, um, he's not been one that I've been keeping my eye on. So even if he's had a great performance, I've not um, taken it on board. I, I did watch part of that 3 1 in Milan victory, though. Uh, you're right, Dumfries was on. Oh, Dumfries was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I, he's... Him up. I, didn't, I didn't even know it was that kid. So now that you know it, yeah, you told me it's yeah. him. I'm glad, innit? He punched him up. <laughs> He bullied him. Um, School bully stuff. Yeah, but uh, no, I've, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players now to watch. I'm gonna be keeping an eye on Diabala. Yeah, at, yeah, at Roma. To be honest with you, because look, he's yeah. been linked with us every single summer for like four summers, um, and it just hasn't materialized. So him going Roma, fresh start. Because his Juve days kind of died badly. Um, I wanted him at Inter, but at the same time, I need Inter to be a bit bankrupt so they can give us Bastoni in it. So, um, but yeah, nah. It's all part of the bigger plan. It's all part of the bigger plan. It's all in here, the master plan. But no, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely keeping an eye on uh, Diabala. And I'll definitely keep an eye out for this uh, kid. But the left wing back role, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. You got, got Perisic, aren't you? Yeah, we got Seth, we got Perisic. Um, Regular is the one. Perisic, Scott, what's your, can we get your opinion on Perisic? Do you reckon it's going to translate? I know you, everyone talks about age. I mean, I, I think in this modern day football, you know, we've got kids coming back from ACLs in six, seven months now, you know. Yeah. Um, he seems to be keeping himself fit. I know you, he got a little injury at the end of the last season, but tell us about Perisic in the Italian league last year. Uh, for me, he's one of Inter's best players going forward. Um, it was a bit strange when he he start there um, when Conte started the three five two because I think he shipped him out to Bayern. I think he won the treble with Bayern and then came back to Inter and won the league and then finished second last season. Uh, unbelievable player last season for Inter. Um, scored a lot of important goals at the end of the season where both Milan clubs were going for the title. Mm. Um, I think Spurs have got a gem. I know he's, what, 33, so technically he's two years older than me. But, um, yeah, he's a very, very adaptive player. Like He, he played striker. Now he played left mid. Now he's left wing back. He'll, he'll run for days under Conte. I think he's a, a typical Conte signing. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see him. Um, hopefully, he gets some game time um, against the Rangers. And actually, we'll be playing Roma, I think, in our final... Yeah, next Saturday. Um, again, yeah, next Saturday. Um, contentious one um, in terms of its location, but we won't yes, go into yeah, that conversation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, now let's let's see how we fare. Um, there could be some swaps before then. Uh, Ndombele might be playing in different colours or Zaniolo. We don't, we don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mm. Um, Scott, it's been great having you on. Yeah, it's been great having you on. To those listening, do make sure you like, share, subscribe, tell your auntie, tell your cousin, tell everyone about the podcast. Um, and also go and support Scott and his podcast, 
And Scott, where can we find your pod? It's uh, so it's called La Magicast. Uh, I've been the host since March 2021. I think we're close to 150 episodes. I think our probably Ooh. our next episode is 150. So raise the bat high. Um, you can follow it at La Magicast on Twitter and La Magicast on all your podcast platforms. So Spotify et al. Nice, nice. I can tell you, you've got that Ital, that continental. <laughs> you said it three, four times already today. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ital, Ital, Ital. It's all good. Thank you for bringing some Italian flair to our show. Um, but we're going to call it there. Um, and like I said, guys, follow us on socials. Um, show your support for all the different podcasts, for all the different um, personalities. Follow us, like, share, all that kind of stuff. And we will see you next week. Peace. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.